What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Remember Country Music Podcast. This week, we have Clayton Smalley on the show. We talked a lot about his influences in his own music, as well as what it was like getting back into music after a decent hiatus. His new song with Timothy Baker, These Boots Were Made to Dance, is out now. Clayton Smalley on the RCM Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Remember Country Music Podcast. How are you? My name is Kyle Corbis, as always. And uh, today I got uh, Clayton Clean Smalley on today. Smalley or Smalley? How do I pronounce that? Smalley. Smalley. All right. There we go. Names are my biggest thing. I think I said this in last week's episode. I'll say it again this week. I am terrible with names, which is awful. I really should be good with names, but I, I don't know. I guess it's just my, uh, among many other things, it is not my strong suit is names. So, uh, you know, I always ask. I always got to make sure. It's all good. I'm bad with them too. I spent a lot of years coaching baseball and it seemed like it'd take half the season for me to remember. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what the worst part was when I realized I was bad with names is because uh, um, I don't know if I ever mentioned this before on this podcast, but I, uh, I have a, a sports broadcasting background and uh, for a while during college, I was my uh, baseball and salt, my school's baseball and softball team. I was their public address announcer which was super fun for me and, and really exciting division one. Like it was super cool, but I realized, realized I was terrible with names when I get up there and I get the lineup sheets. Right. And I, and I, of course, you know, after time, know everyone on the home uh, on, on, you know, my team, but then I look and I look at the away teams and I go like, what is this name? Like, I just have no clue what I'm about to say here. And then you have to, uh, you have to uh, abbreviate it. So you have like it, it all broken up into uh into little little parts into three parts and then i would still get it wrong and the athletic director would be like kyle you got that one wrong again i'm just like you know what i'm a lost cause that's it <laughs> whatever i say i say and that's that so uh that's how i realized i was just awful awful at names but you know it's okay you know you make it up as you go that's the best way i say it. did you uh did you um well we'll get into some other stuff here in a minute and uh but i just want to jump into this so, so you coach baseball did you play baseball growing up i'm assuming yeah. you played- did you play baseball in college? Did you play baseball? No, no, I didn't go to college, but yeah, I played little league and into junior high and stuff. Who is your uh, Who's your team? Do you have an MLB team? My team is the Dodgers. Yeah, I'm from Southern California. So, God. <laughs> hey man, we finally got one. That's true. You, you finally got one. I'm a Yankees fan, so you know you can see where okay. I get a little. Where I get a little, you know. Hey, I was hoping a couple years ago. I was hoping for a Dodgers Yankees World Series. That would have been cool. And so was I. Yeah. And so was I, trust me. And then we all know why that didn't happen, but we don't got to talk about that one. Okay. We listen, we don't got to bring up some bad memories here, but you know, what I love, I love Mookie Betts and I love Clayton Kershaw. So, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're okay there. And Justin Turner's great too. He's got a, yeah, he gnarly is. Beard. <laughs> could you imagine growing a beard like that? A nice <laughs> thick red beard. No, I, I now see, I get, see, I get it right. You can't tell, but I, when it grows in, not that it grows in thick. Let, let's preface this here, people. I can't grow a beard. But if I grow a goatee, if you if you scroll down to my Instagram, you'll find that at one point I thought it was a good idea to grow a goatee until I realized that my goatee came in bright red. And it was absolutely disgusting with my brown hair. <laughs> so never again. Never again, Clean. Never again. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked here. Like I said, I have Clean Smaller here. And uh, I'm excited to get to hang out with him a little bit because uh, um, I've been a fan of him for a long time. And uh so this is fun. Um, 
Listen, Clayton, so why don't you just kind of give everyone a background of yourself? And, and, and as I like to always say, week after week, the only thing that got me through college is SparkNotes version of yourself and uh, just kind of the abbreviated version of kind of how you got to where you, where you are now. And, um, and then we'll just kind of dive into some music and have a good time. All right. Uh, like I said, I grew up in Southern California doing like uh, karaoke and stuff. I didn't really get into playing guitar until like late teens early 20s but I've always loved old school country grew up on it um and it's just always been my main influence and kind of trying to you know mimic that now with what I'm doing or at least pull off of those those influences on the music I make but uh got married young had kids so that kind of went on the back burner for quite a while and I just picked it up I think it's been two and a half or three years ago now getting back into it and putting out my own stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, so what people kind of, uh, there are a lot of people that don't realize this and um, geographically, I want you to help me out here, but uh, California, there is a lot of uh, country music that kind of goes around California. Right. Um, and it is the Southern part of California where that, where that happens the most, correct? Or am I, am I wrong there? Uh, it's been a long time since I've been there, but like historically it came from like central California, like Bakersfield area and stuff right. like that. Right. Um, but I think it's pretty spread out now. Like John Party's from Northern California and, okay. That's uh, but yeah, like my scene was Southern California for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, so I knew that, but I, but I, and well, you know, when I, when I started becoming a deemed country music fan, um, which at this point has probably been 10 years, but um when I started becoming a, a country music fan, I had no clue to even think about California. And then this guy, John party comes along and you're like, Oh, like, you know, that's there. But then there's so many others that, that are from the California area, like so many, you know, older guys. So like, so um, it's kind of cool that, that, that there's that, that whole aspect that that's down there. Cause like, you know, up here in Jersey, we got, we got none, none of that, but you, I wish I did. Right. But we got none of that. So, so it's kind of cool that there are. And, and, and I, I said that for this purpose, that it's not just, you know, Texas and, and Nashville and Tennessee, you know, as a state and, and, you know, Georgia and Alabama, like that's not just where country music comes from. It, yeah. it comes from many places. Like, for example, like an Aaron Lewis, isn't he from like New Hampshire or something like that? So yeah, some, so, yeah, some small states, some something in that, in, in that range. So like it can come from anywhere and it's a, uh, you know, it's all about the story in my opinion. And, 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 and that's where a lot of it comes from. So the only reason why I asked is because, you know, you're not from the traditional, I grew up in Georgia or I grew up in, you know, Texas or whatever. So that's why I wanted to, uh, to uh, preface that to start. But something that you mentioned is, um, is that, you know, uh, you put music kind of on the back burner for a while. You started a family, had kids, you know, there are other priorities in line. And, um, you know, I think it's really cool that, that you decided later on that, you know, this is something that you wanted to do. Um, like you said, you kind of did the whole karaoke thing. Uh, did you always know that at one point when, you know, when you say you got married young, when you were young, did you say, uh, you know, it would be awesome to do music for a living, but there's other priorities at hand and that's why you made that stop. But did you say, you know, out of high school, this is what I want to do. Like you said, you picked up the guitar later on, but still. Yeah, for sure. I was, yeah. Before I got married and had my kids, and even there at the beginning, you know, it was always a dream of mine to go to Nashville or do that. I was writing back then a little bit. It was terrible, but, <laughs> you know, took took getting together with some co-writers to kind of help that along. But, uh, yeah, it was always it was always a goal for sure. 
did you uh in uh so you picked up guitar late and that's always an inspiration to me because you know at my 23 years of age i've always wanted to play the guitar i've tried a couple years ago still can't do it still sits in my closet and collects dust but i'm thinking one day it's gonna it's like riding a bike one day it's just gonna click and i'm gonna get it i'll get back to you on that one but <laughs> did you uh did you try to pick it up when you were a kid and just say oh this wasn't because i feel like a lot of kids when they're when they're, when they're young you know you know, their, their parents influence them to play a musician, uh, uh, you know, they, to, to play something, whether it be the guitar, the piano or whatever else. Did you pick it up, put it down, pick it back up? I think I, I think I had one little spell with like my stepdad. I remember he had an old classical like uh, nylon string guitar. I messed with it a little bit, but it wasn't really I didn't really have like when I picked it up, I had a friend that played like really good like lead guitar and he kind of got me started and um then like later on like just getting back to it recently um youtube's been awesome <laughs> all right yeah yeah i uh i tried the youtube route too again it didn't work out for me but I, it works out for a lot of people i don't claim to be a good guitar player i just can play a chord and sing a tune <laughs> okay so can, can you agree, can you agree with me on this one when i decided that i want to start playing the guitar again people said why do you want to play i said i really honestly just want to sit there and, and and you know maybe this is a bad thing but in my opinion this is a good thing you can kind of to an extent play any country song on a guitar with a handful of chords and oh, yeah. and, and so so really i just wanted to learn those chords and maybe play a couple of licks. Like I can play the lick to the begin, the the very, very, very first part of Friends in Low Places. Like I can, I can play that do 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 do, and I can do that. But that's it. Like I can't play the rest of it. I can't strum. Like I, I'm terrible. Like I'm so bad. But I really just wanted to be able to play along to my favorite country songs. That's all I wanted to do, and that's still all I want to do. I want to basically pick it up at a campfire kind of deal or at like a party and just strum. That's all I want to do. I have no other aspirations besides that. The main thing, man, is just sticking with it. <laughs> That's those, my problem, Clay, and That's my problem. Calluses build up and and getting your fingers used to playing the chords, man. Yeah. <laughs> but like, friends in low places, that's no slouch. I have a hard time with the uh, – I was trying to think of the second chord. It's like I, a, I couldn't tell you. It's, it's, diminished something. it's a diminished something in that one, man. There's one – one string on there where my big fat fingers, I can't get that thing down. <laughs> and, and, and to an extent I can get it, but it's because I sat there for probably two months trying to figure this thing out. I mean, and that's all I did. Like, I remember when I did it, I could, my, my buddy was learning at the same time. I was like, yo, yo, come here. Look what I did. And I did it. And he goes, all right, so where's the rest of the song? I said, well, I can't do that. I could just do this part. We didn't ask about the rest of it. I could just do this part. <laughs> If you can get that first part, you can get the rest of it. That's right. I'll figure it out again eventually. The crazy part is I always tell people, though, is that – and this is totally me just making an excuse. Like, I don't think that – like, part of me just doesn't actually think this is what it is, but I just make this excuse. So I'm a lefty. Pretty much everything I do is lefty. Um, I don't think I've done one thing besides when I was a kid learn how to play the guitar righty. So I play the guitar righty. And I think the reason why my, this is such a bull crap. Like I, like I just say this, the reason why I think I can't strum that well is because my strong hand is my left hand and I'm using my right hand. Now that sounds absolutely ridiculous. I know, but that's, what I don't I know about that. Cause if you, if you see me try to throw a baseball left 
it's not pretty yeah exactly so i think there could be something to that man maybe maybe <laughs> and it's funny because uh you know like i said i'm a lefty and and like i grew up playing baseball just like you did and <laughs> my dad always likes to say if i started batting righty maybe i'd be a better player but uh you know you know <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever that, that that ship is long sailed clearly but yes so that's my theory and why i suck at guitar and i'm glad that you uh that you uh you know got a little bit farther than i did even if you're still learning a little bit so uh so so you're one step ahead of me that's basically what i'm saying maybe maybe in 10 maybe years maybe half a step <laughs> hey half a step is still a, is still a you're uh, trying to see if i could strum with my left hand <laughs> now now we're gonna test this theory out i'm gonna send you a text later say listen <laughs> left hand's better i might have something here you want to make a band that's what's gonna happen <laughs> um but uh, yeah, so so it's kind of cool you started late, and I think for 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 a lot of people, it's 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 kind of like a, um, you know, it's like a if you can do it, the next guy can start later on too, or the next guy can can put it on hold and get back to it. Because clearly, like, listen, like I, I don't know how you measure success. I measure success in many different ways, but but the one thing is, if I look at your catalog, you in the three years that you started, right? Because because you know you you said you started back in 2018, right? You kicked it back up um you know you've put out you've put out a lot that's you've you have put out a lot in that very short amount of time a lot more than than a lot of people can say i mean let's let's just very quickly go through it you have a couple of covers here um in 2020 obviously you put out a couple of things in 2019 a couple of things 2018 and then in 2020 you put out a cover you put out happy place uh watch me fall another cover uh duro therapy which is six a six song ep which included uh, "Watch Me Fall" in there, and then I'm I'm probably missing something here. And then 2021, um, you know, a couple of acoustics with uh, Duro Therapy and uh, Modern Day Merrill, which I love that song. And then um, uh, up to your newest one, which is "These Boots Are Made to Dance," featuring uh, my buddy Timothy Baker, which is awesome. We're gonna get to that too. But you put out so much in a pretty short amount of time, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, was that your approach? Was it more like? You know, I'm at a point in life where like I can just pump this stuff out and I'm having fun doing it. So why not pump it out? Not really. It just kind of happened that way. Like all of that stuff. Now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't start putting anything out, I think, until 2019. I, I think okay. I got back into playing around live and stuff in 2018. But um, I didn't start writing any of that stuff until like the beginning of 2019. And uh, it just kind of got we'd get something done like whiskey sunrise just kind of fell into place it was yeah. like we were the the whole point or the whole plan at the beginning was to put out singles yeah we just kind of started listening to them all and was like man this sounds like it could just go as a group just be an ep and that's that's kind of how we did it and then dirt road therapy we'd started writing with steve dean and uh just kind of had a a, a catalog of songs and just kind of cherry pick the ones we wanted to put out for that EP. So it just kind of all happened. It wasn't really, wasn't really a plan on my part just to pump a bunch of stuff out. It was just kind of whatever felt good and yeah, in the place really. Yeah. But I, and I, and I liked that you did that and that there was not really like a, uh, you know, there's not a method to your madness. It just kind of, happened. and and I think that that's, that that's fun. Cause I mean, you're having fun doing it and you like it. So um and, and that's cool so so uh you started playing live again so in, in your quote-unquote hiatus right were you at all writing between that 
time that you said I was done. So you weren't doing anything. You weren't playing anywhere, nothing, not even like restaurants for fun. Nothing at all. I was done, man. Yeah. It, it, it was just kind of, was that hard for you? Yeah, it was, it, it, it was, uh, like in between there, I'd pick the guitar up and just kind of get frustrated and then it'd just get put away again for a pretty long period of time. And yeah, just picking it up and, and, and losing the, just the chops, you know, yeah. it was just frustrating. And I was busy, man, like coaching baseball for my son took a lot of my time up and yeah. working full time, you know, so it just, you just kind of get overwhelmed with thinking about what you'd have to do to get back to being able to play live or right any of that but yeah no the writing like i said i i kind of stopped that when i stopped at all because i wasn't real happy with anything i'd written anyway mm -hmm. then and uh that all just kind of was in 2019 to now right. you know yeah right so, so then you, you you go back into writing then because this, this is what i'm curious with obviously within that chunk of time the artist's you know, the music you were listening to that all probably, obviously that evolves, you know, we go through phases where new things come out, you listen to other things and, and whatever sure. else that's happened to me, that's happened with everyone. Um, and that obviously influences a lot of people's writing styles and what they want to write and what they're, you know, so what you're listening to when you were 22 to present day, obviously has broadened. Of course, that's what happens. Do you think that what you were listening to, and I know like you're a big Chris Hilton guy and, you know, right. So, and, and there's a lot of um, more of that uh, traditional sounding stuff, modern traditional sounding stuff that you really like. Right. And uh, as yeah. do I. Um, so did you hear that stuff and say, Oh, this is kind of the direction I want to go with my stuff now, because you didn't know that however many odd years ago. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of a mix of it. Um, I really miss like the, the traditional sound, like steel guitar fiddle. And so I always knew if I put anything out, I wanted that to be involved just, just cause it's, it's just what I like to hear. Um, but definitely like Chris Stapleton, um, John party, like, uh, um, just the, 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 the ones currently, you, you know i mean when you hear it it's just like that's country yeah and like yeah i'm definitely pulled towards that more now and it for sure it's it's influenced my writing style i mean yeah, yeah. have you uh have you by chance i well i mean i feel like chris Stapleton, you, you like you like rock music too as well do you did you listen to that that uh that like metallica tribute album basically and there's a chris Stapleton song on it and well, oh, Chris no, I, just, I actually just saw that. Yeah. No, I yeah. Just saw it recently. Yeah. He, I forget oh, what, what Metallica yeah. song he covers, but Chris Stapleton covers a song on there. Darius Rucker covers a song on there. And so does John Party. Chris and Darius might cover the same song. John Party. I can't remember what songs it was. I have to go listen to it, but it's really good. It's really, really good. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like 55 songs total. It's I cool. think I saw it on John Party's like Spotify did. page. You probably did. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, he is. And it's 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 really sick. And not to mention that last Chris Stapleton record is fantastic. Absolutely yeah. incredible. I have that on vinyl and I listen to that constantly. That's awesome. Constantly. So yeah, when they first snuck that, when they first snuck the the lineup out on his song titles, we we saw Whiskey Sunrise on there and we were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> could you could you imagine how awesome would that be it's just like I think john actually hit him up on twitter like did you cut our song whiskey sunrise <laughs> and you just said no clue that would be hilarious that'd be no, i knew what no i knew what. no i know that, I would be that so was awesome, awesome. I, was like, wow. I know that that is awesome that that's uh that's super dope but i love those guys and 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 you know i can kind of hear that um when it comes to, to to your writing and and um that's cool that's cool because you know not for nothing but there's a lot of people today that are pulling and trying to i don't know how to say this that like i don't want to basically i feel like a lot of people are following these days and they're following because they think they're trying to figure out what people would want to hear because that's the name of the game to an extent right you want to kind oh, of I, I agree with that 100 percent. Yeah. but you get what i'm trying to say here correct? absolutely they they they've find something that works and then it's like a mad dash for everybody else to put out something similar to that exactly yeah so so i you know it's kind of cool that you like john party and you like chris stapleton you don't just like because you like to listen to their music you like to, you like it because you like their songwriting and you like you know how they approach things and yeah. and that's cody johnson, that was the other one i was cody to. johnson like like you're preaching to the choir here like, I forget that. <laughs> yeah i know right <laughs> i mean that double album is gonna be great and that's a guarantee yeah. but like you know you, and even that even that claim like like double albums right like one person released a double album and the next person i wants can't to even imagine releasing a double album too. it's awesome it is awesome but man what just thinking of yeah uh, right yeah like who just did it recently morgan wallen like the amount of songs on there i was just like holy morgan God. wallen it's 32 songs jeez 32 songs same with eric church and that's considered a triple that's in three parts that's another one eric church he's yeah and and like thomas rett's got that a side and b side thing coming so i guess technically that's a double cody's gonna re release a double like everyone wants to release a double and you know that's hard for multiple reasons and and one of those reasons being and you can say this for like one of your eps as well because i i believe this like you put songs on a project because you want them to they're not just six random songs or or right. 15 random songs or 32 random songs you know they all have to fit in a place and yep. you know the bit the larger that number gets the harder it gets to try and yeah I, I couldn't imagine putting that many so, songs once. <laughs> so yeah it's a lot so i i agree with you and i think uh you know i think they're cool but you have to rec recognize you know kind of what goes into that whole aspect of that sure. and, and why it's like that um so let me ask you i, I you know you, you're an old soul to an extent you like you like you know um, um some of the more traditional stuff is there a song that you wish you would have written you listen to it and you say man i wish i would have written this because even a guy who doesn't write songs i have songs like that um but i'm curious i got a few one i always think of every time i hear it is um uh uh george Strait. uh dang it drawing a blank oh you look so good in love oh that's my favorite george Strait song oh my god every yeah. time i hear it i'm like man, I wish I'd have wrote that. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's I mean. a bunch. Like, I, as a songwriter, yeah, you for sure, like, the, that's the first thing I'm doing when, when something new comes out is just kind of picking it apart. And, mm -hmm. yeah, it's been, lately, it's been Morgan Wallen stuff. I've been listening to that. And yep. Writing I, part on that's that. what sets him different from everyone else, my personal opinion, is that he just is really a great songwriter. Um, yeah. But I think that I, that's a great song, obviously. And, and um I think that a lot of songwriters are like that and that they have songs like for me, like 
again, I don't write songs, but for me, the dance, I love the dance. Oh, Garth yeah. Brooks, like that's one of those songs where every time I listen to it, no matter what, I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Just like, you know, Tony Arata yeah. wrote that, right? He was one of the writers on that. And I was like, yeah, I've been listening. To, well, it's been a minute since I have, but there's a few songwriting podcasts I've been listening to do, and it's pretty awesome to people that get on there and see what songs they wrote. And just, I, I've always kind of, peeked in on that especially like when i was doing my youtube and i'd do a cover i'd always make sure i credited the writers on it so i always did a little bit of research on it and see what else they wrote but yeah uh the dance is awesome so is uh what's the one by leanne womack about i hope you, i hope you dance or dance that's yeah that's a great one too. and you're like man yeah. Yeah, that's a great one too. There's just so many where I listen to it. And I think that's what sets country music apart from 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 most things, that the writing is so important when you put a song together. And I mean, it's the people, and, and I say this in full confidence, as the people who don't listen to country music don't understand that because they only listen to what they hear, you know, on the radio, basically. Um, so so that's, and, I, and that's probably why I started, uh, well, I know that's why I started doing this was because the writing was so important to me and that I am, um, you know, not a songwriter by nature so being able to talk about it was probably my my um my next best thing and the thing that i um appreciated the most um but you're right you know there are some songs you listen to and they just they they, you know they hit you straight in the heart and you wonder you wonder like what had to happen that day for that stuff to happen right or or you know there are i'm sure they went to a room one day like i can probably tell you that there are songs that you know i can guarantee that there are songs out there that people left to go write one day and they said like i'm not feeling this today and then their best song came out absolutely that's that's one of the reasons i love those podcasts because they talk about the story behind their big hits and how it got written and it comes in a bunch of different ways like for sure that way uh steve dean every time we play with him he talks about how uh um watching you got written and got, yep. got written like that there i think they were in the middle of another song and just weren't feeling it and that idea came up and they wrote watching you by lee bryce that's wild that's that's just it's that's just so nuts and it's yeah. so nuts how like successful artists are also successful songwriters yeah they're not even their own stuff right like lee bryce what is that one garth brooks song that lee bryce wrote um more than a memory he was one of the writers on that Oh, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. He wrote that with Billy Montana. Yeah. So, yeah. like, it's so crazy how that all just kind of this that whole world is just so intertwined. Yeah. Obviously, you know that, and I know that as well. Um, but let me ask you: So, do you are there any other um, you know influences when it comes to when it comes to your writing? So, like, you know, I know there are some guys that read a lot, and that's why their writing is the way it is. Or you know, there are some guys that that you know you take i've heard that a lot and i it's just been recent i've never been a big reader yeah me either <laughs> but but i've heard a lot of people saying that and it's it, it's definitely helped me out a little bit like just getting like ideas and um you know you'll hear something and be like oh man that 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 should be a song or yeah. you know that should be a line in a song but for me i've gotten a lot of that kind of stuff from movies i'm not really a big movie watcher either but my wife is okay <laughs> so i'm along for the ride but yeah there's always happy wife happy life you just yeah, watch there's always some point where it's like oh that's a pretty good idea <laughs> there you go so wait do you, can, can you can you pinpoint a line that you that you had written down for a song that you got from a movie 
because oh, no one's ever told me this before. This is really interesting. Let me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm it doesn't even have to be the exact line. You could just tell me the time you were watching a movie and there was a scene, and then that inspired you to do something. That's what I'm trying to remember was what the the notebook. <laughs> I don't remember. I know I've had. I've like we we. I know we wrote. Um, I haven't released it yet. A song called "Right to Be Wrong," and I actually got that idea from. Uh, a Casey Musgrave song. Uh, wow. Uh, the line in her song was "Everyone has, everyone has a right to be wrong." It's just a, it's kind of a throwaway line, and I'm like, yeah. man, you could write a whole song about that. Isn't that crazy that there are yeah. so many lines that are like that that hit so much deeper than the next line? So yeah. I think it's all up for interpretation. That movie thing is pretty cool, though. I I, I never thought about yeah, that. I'm a big. To- yeah, I'm trying to remember. I'm a big. Are you sure it's not the Notebook, Clayton? I feel like you're a big Notebook guy. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's like the most cheesy rom com ever. I've never seen it. My girlfriend's trying to get me to watch oh. it. She's listening. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like the movie thing, that's cool because I'm a big movie guy. I watch a lot of movies all the time, and I never thought about the fact that you know, a scene from a movie could be a uh, could be a uh, uh, a a way to inspire a song title or a song line for or me it was song. it was more of a conversation that's why it's so hard for me to remember but yeah it was just something somebody said and i'm like man that's a good idea but yeah right i think it, it's um that's i i just think that's cool i think a lot of things can just you know spark ideas i'm also a sucker for like and obviously like there are songs that inspire other songs that people write right for like sure, yeah like there are so many songs that i like like in general like i love when songs reference other songs in their songwriting i don't know why but i think it's cool um there's a larry fleet song just recently did that there's you know there's a ton of songs that 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 are like that and i think that's cool because i think that shows how this artist got to where they came to be do you know what i mean like i think if if you're a big eagles fan you know you listen to eagles and that inspires your your songwriting if you're a big brooks and dunn's fan dunn fan or whatever you know what i mean um, absolutely yeah, i always think that. it's cool to listen to someone's discography and say like these are the bands they definitely like or this is the artist they like yeah right. yeah i i like that too like uh one of my favorites that does that is uh brad paisley's um the one with the the let's well, even got the riff in there from alabama <laughs> oh yeah it's uh i can't even remember off the top of my head i can't <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> um, no, yes. What is wrong with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, wow, these guys are stupid. You know why? It's just because I'm tired, right? You don't know what I did. I was up yeah. at like... I, was I had like, a four o'clock concrete pour this morning, man. I'm worried. You're up earlier than I am. I was going to complain about being up <laughs> at seven. I mean, you win. <laughs> you win. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, that, that stuff happens. Oh, the new song. That's what I wanted to get to because I think it's awesome and I think it's super fun. And obviously that's kind of how we connected in, in the first place. But um, the song is called These Boots Were Made to Dance. Um, it is featuring uh, Timothy Baker. And if you are a uh, longtime listener of this podcast, as in long time, it has only been a year. So congratulations. You made it a year of listening to me talk. But if you're a longtime <laughs> listener of this podcast, you know that, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Timothy and he's been on here before and, and, and we're buddies. So um, when I saw that, you know, the two of you guys were putting out a song and I was like, Oh, this is cool. Like I'm excited because, and I remember, I remember when, when I either saw it on your Instagram or his Instagram, one of the two, someone said the song was coming out. And um, I remember sending him a message and said, cause you know, he, he hasn't been on a song in a while. So I remember sending him a message saying like, did you write this song and, or are you going to be on this song? And he's like, 
both. And I was like, yes, like, this is cool. I'm excited. So um, song came out. Obviously, you know, it's, it's done. It's done really well. If you look at the, you know, the numbers, um, you know, in, in retrospect, it's, it's, it's one of your higher stream songs and it's, it's doing fantastic. And I, there, there's something really cool about it that we're going to talk about in a second. But um, if you want to just kind of, um, you know, uh, preference kind of when you sat down, what, what your goals were for the song, why it kind of came to be, um, obviously it's a, it's a pretty fun song and um, you know, it kind of gets, gets me amped up every time I listen to it. And I always want to turn it up louder, but where are your inspirations from it? Kind of why do you want to do it? And uh, you know, why have Timothy on it with you and not do it yourself? You know? Well, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Timothy too. Like uh, I met him when we went, I'm pretty sure the first time I went to Nashville, if I remember right, I think John took me to see him play. And yeah, I mean, you can't sit down and watch that guy play and listen to some of his songs and not be blown away. I know. Um, so I was always from the get go wanting to wanting to write with him. But the inspiration for this one, actually, it was kind of like predetermined what we wanted to write. Uh, John had uh, John had been in like contact and or messaging with a, a French line dancing yeah. choreographer. And uh, I can't remember if it was the, that same exact group that also did a line dance for Ride or Die. I, I want to say it was, but uh, he was like, you know, they were just chatting and he's like, well, well, we'll write a song specifically about dancing and you guys can come up with a line dance for it. So we went into that right, knowing kind of what we wanted to do. And, uh, you know, just John, John's a great writer and Timothy's a great writer. So like being in that room, I was just trying to confirm tribute as much as I could. <laughs> and it was yeah it was it was pretty quick right and uh for me it wasn't a decision like I wanted him on the song from the get-go like from when we did that little video I was like yeah. this this is how the recording's gotta be yeah and uh you know he's he's a he's an awesome dude and super super uh you know gracious and I was he, he was he was happy that we wanted him to be on it you know and yeah. I, I was I've been wanting him to put stuff out forever because he's got some songs out there, man, that should be, he should be releasing. Uh, yeah. He's actually working with the guys that release all my stuff, John and Dave. He's, he's working on Country Kid right now. So that's going to be coming out. Thank so, God. Thank yeah. God. I remember when I, when I, uh, when I talked to him way back when it's been a while actually, which is pretty crazy, but um, um, I've been following him for, for a decent amount of time. And, and there's, there's, a lot to that and if you're interested go back and listen to an episode anyway um i i told him i said um i said like when are you going to put some stuff out because at that point it, it it's been a while since you put anything out he's like it's coming it's coming it's coming obviously there's so much that goes into that and you know he writes a lot and he does a lot of songwriting stuff in in his own in his own retrospect but um yeah he's he's just super talented and i'm really glad when i saw that that he was on that with you and i and you know i was like Oh, like this is awesome because you know it's a way for you both to get your voice out there and it's a way for you both to you know kind of do your thing so it's super cool super the funny cool. thing about about him was like i told you i, I started youtube but like before i even met all, all these guys that i write with in nashville and stuff and i remembered i know like, i remembered watching his videos learn how to play a song so now you don't even have to go back and listen to that episode because you know exactly how I started watching Timothy Baker. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when we went out and he took me to the show. I'm like, I know that dude. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> you know me when I was you know uh, in high school. I, that's all, I, and in college, that's all I would do is I would look at like old 
um, covers of songs and like, and, and try and see if there are people that, that are undiscovered covering some of my favorite songs. And I always stumbled across two people and that's Timothy Baker and Jordan Rager. And those were two guys that I always, always stumbled across every, they would come with my recommended. They would just pop up. I go, Oh, another video. Let's watch another one. Why not? And then I'd find myself watching an 18 year old Timothy Baker singing in his college dorm. And then the next one would be a 14 year old before, you know, before the, uh, the puberty hit. So there was so much of a jump here and it was the funniest thing, but yeah. So, you know, obviously, you know, he's got a good following over there on YouTube and, and he's been doing that for a while. And, um, but I'm so glad that you guys got the chance to uh, link up and do this thing. And, and, uh, I, I found out about the French line dance. And by the way, I, I, I'm sure you know this, but, but um, I was told by John that it is one of the most complex line dances and it's very hard to do. <laughs> well, it would be hard for me to do any line dance. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not, not much of a line dancer. So yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not either. Even the most basic stuff I can never do, but isn't it making its way to Italy too? Like I saw something that it's like in Italy as well. Yeah. Yeah, that I they just somebody just posted a video doing it out there on stage. That is so cool. Like, what is that? What is that even like for you? The fact that, like, you know, there are people like on the other side of the world listening to your songs. It's, it's so crazy, man. Because I I, I kind of found out about that scene even like my first EP because twenty four seven is a duet with Belinda Charlene, and she's a Swedish country artist. She she lives out in Sweden, and like. They've got, they have some big old music festival out there every year that uh, um, John's trying to get me out on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's unreal. I, I had no idea that, and like the UK, that's like always my number two stream in country. And Is it really? Wow. I've got some good friends out there like that I've just met, you know, online yeah. doing shows for them when we were doing everything on the, you know, on the Zoom. Yeah. And that's, yeah, um... it's wild. It's, it's wild to think that there's just so much like country music's not just, you know, American country music. That's just not what, like, there's, there's so much more. Um, yeah. Obviously I know this, you know, this, a lot of people probably know this, but Canada has a big country music scene as well. Yeah. Like Canada, U S and obviously, you know, you, you named a couple of other places too as well. Um, but it's so cool to see that it's like kind of universal. And then I love scrolling through like a TikTok and seeing like a Scottish dude singing Alan Jackson song. Like that's cool where they're yeah. like, or like there's this one guy and um, I, uh, I, I don't know the name off the top of my head and I have a feeling that he might listen. So if you are this guy, I recognize that you're badass. but he's probably like in his, you know, he's, he's middle-aged, probably in his forties, fifties. And um he is uh, either from Scotland or Ireland or something like that. A really thick accent. And um, the reason why I know he listens is because he follows me on TikTok. But he always sings like Keith Whitley or he always sings Alan Oh, Jack. I think I know who you're talking about. Is and he like kicks ass. Or something? Yes, and he kicks ass. Yeah, he's amazing. What is his name? Say that one more time. I don't uh, know. I want to say Kevin McLeod. Or... Yes, that's him. Yes, that is yeah, him. He, do, he do edited one of my TikTok videos. I can't remember which one it was. Oh, he's it was so Vince good. Gable. Yeah, he's he is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I remember listening. I was like, who is this guy? Like, because because he started talking, I'm like, all right, where is this going? And then he just breaks out. I'm like, whoa. And he could play the guitar like no other. And he's so good. Yeah. He's so good. Kevin, yeah. if you're listening, we think you're badass. But anyway, he, like that, I think that 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 is so cool because that means that the genre is not just um, you know, uh isolated to just our area. And yeah, more people to keep it alive. 
more people to keep it alive. And, and, and it seems like a lot of the people, you know, overseas also love that old traditional sound too, which yeah. is, which is uh, you know, really encouraging and, and also, you know, uh, kind of refreshing because, because yeah. as much as, you know, I think that music evolves and that I think that some of the new stuff is good too. We love the old stuff. We don't want that stuff to die out at all. So um, I think that that's awesome. And I think it's super cool that you guys got the chance to uh, kind of let that song grow and, 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 and kind of move that song um, elsewhere other than right here. But like I said, I listen to it all the time. And every single time I listen to it, the windows go down and it's got to happen. I love that lot. I love that last part of the song. I love this last part of the song where you just say like, where it just kind of fades out and you go, take it away, Timothy. And then he goes in and finishes it. I love that part. Every time I'm like, what am I listening to Brooks and Dunn here? Like, what is this? Like, come on. Like, that's awesome. Like in the, in, in the beginning of, uh, uh, I forgot what song it was, but he goes, uh, it was, remember when Brooks and Dunn did that reboot album? Yeah, and they yeah. did, uh, they did Bootsco Boogie, but they did it with Midland. And Midland goes like, um, in the beginning, uh, he goes like Ronnie, and then like they go off. Like I did, like I listened to it, and I was like, this is sick. Like that's so cool. Anyway, I thought it was dope. Congratulations, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's awesome. I was rambling a lot about that. Listen, I'm out of breath after that one, but uh, but uh, <laughs> it's cool. I just think it's a cool song. I think everyone should listen to it. That's that's right. That's what I'm getting at. Thanks. I um yeah, it's dope. Um, so let me ask you really quick and we're going to kind of close it out here a little bit, but, um, you, you put out dirt road therapy and you put out modern day Merle, both great songs, both, um, written fantastically. Um, was there a reason why you wanted to do them acoustically or was it more of like the fact that, you know, you just kind of wanted to strip it down kind of do it that way instead of yeah, just, yeah, it was just kind of a, uh, want to strip it down deal. Like I, I, I know on modern day Merle, like when he's like Davelson, you know, the tracks as he's building them, my producer, Dave Flint <laughs> and, uh, I remember when he had he just sent the acoustic for me to do like a rough vocal to. I was like, man, I love the way this sounds. Yeah, right. Yeah, just the the way he plays it on the guitar. So it was just kind of like we were just talking about it and thought it'd be a good one to put out acoustic. And then Dirt Road Therapy, kind of, I think it was just because I do a lot of solo stuff too. So it's kind of more like that's what you're gonna hear when you come out, you know, for my shows because I'm not like Timothy and ripping it up on the. <laughs> guitar like we said you don't have to you don't have to you're right uh, yeah um yeah that's sick and i think that's um that i love acoustic songs and i love you know obviously i produce i uh, produce i appreciate the the producing of a song i think it's a that's a uh it's a magic and an art that you know a lot of people don't have the capability of doing but um there is something to be said about the rawness and the emotion that comes out of a pure just a, a, you know a guy or a girl with their guitar and just kind of yeah. just uh you know putting the the heart on the neck of the guitar is what i like to say and 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 kind of just laying it all out there so um that's kind of stuff i love so um yeah um anyway it was awesome kind of getting to hang out with you and uh and getting to talk to you about music here and uh, i'm really excited to see what you kind of uh kind of got going on and what you which what, what you got planned for um is there anything you can tease i know that's a question i ask all the time sometimes people are like eh, i don't know but do you know what's kind of coming do you have are you just kind of writing a lot hoping to to put some stuff out soon or do you have a, anything that you're about to put out? i know when it comes to songs you kind of want to let them marinate for a while and, and, and sit there for a while and let them listen no we've already got three racked up and recorded they're they're going kind of through final mixing right now and uh um, one of them is very Chris Staple Stapleton esque. Yeah, that's a, that's a that was a tongue twister right there. It's too long of a last name. Actually, the first one we got coming out is called My Only Vice. I wrote it with John Griffin and my 
producer David Flint and yeah there we, we got to play in it just going through it and yeah it's it, it's it's right up the alley of any Chris Stapleton fans so very nice that's that that's exciting as a Chris Stapleton fan that's exciting so I'm looking forward to hearing all of those I think uh I think it's cool and I think clean small I think the future is bright for you and I'm really excited to uh to kind of see what you uh what you got going on and and, and where you go from here because that's that's you know that's kind of why I do it I love to see the growth and I love to see um you know uh the music that's put out and, and how an artist changes or, or, um, you know, um, evolves. And, um, I think it's super cool. So I'm excited to just see kind of what you got going on and, um, what the future holds for you. So, uh, that'll be great. Um, Clayton, thanks for coming to hang yeah, out. With me. I, I sure do appreciate it. I, uh, that was not awesome. a problem, man. I appreciate you having us on guys cool. like you, like it's big for independent artists and we appreciate it well i appreciate it very much everybody that was another episode of the member country music podcast you can go follow clayton on uh, instagram at clayton smalley country all one word um and uh, remember to follow us on instagram at rcm underscore podcast you can rate subscribe and uh comment like share the episode anywhere this in the podcast and uh, remember give us five stars uh, that always helps us out in the rating system and um you know it always uh, makes me feel good when I get a good rating, not a bad one. So remember to follow us on Instagram, like I said, at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. As always, I'm Kyle Corbus. That's Glenn Smalling. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. Mm-hmm.